Hello and welcome to a very, very special issue of Inside the Groove because I've got none other than Ian H. Watkins, H from Steps, here with me. Hi H, how are you? I'm very, very good. I'm very excited actually. <laughs> good, good. I mean, I had no idea that you were you were a Madonna fan. Um, I think everybody has Madonna as you know part of their soundtrack to their life and she's certainly played a big part in mine. I mean, it's not a huge surprise, really. I mean, it's not like if you turn around and said that you were a Guns N' Roses fan, I might have been a bit more surprised. But um, this is true. I mean, I love great pop music. Um, if I wasn't in Steps, then I would probably love Steps music. So, yeah, it comes as no surprise that I love Madonna music. Well, talking of Steps, I think there's probably not a single British listener that doesn't know who Steps are um, and doesn't know who you are. But there's probably some American listeners that are like, I've never heard of Steps. So Steps are a quintet, incredibly successful. You've been going for, oh, is it 23, 24 years, I think? Loads of singles, um, loads of number ones. And I think you're known for your choreographed routines and colourful videos. Is that a good way of summing it up? Basically, yeah. I mean, our main territory has been the UK and Europe, although we have travelled further afield. But we got together in 1997, and a single that launched us uh, was called 5678. Um, and uh, we kind of uh, were labelled after that, ABBA on speed. So, we, <laughs> yeah, we always kind of uh, tipped our hat uh, to ABBA along the way. And, yeah, we had dance routines to every one of our singles and costume changes. It was a whole fabulous affair. Now, talking of ABBA, um, before we get on to Madonna, I am the biggest ABBA. I'm a bigger ABBA fan than I am Madonna. Um, and I'm going to, you know, Steps aren't my favourite group, but I'm going to give you the best compliment I can because <laughs> your last album had a cover of a Benny and Bjorn song on it called um, Story of a Heart. Yes. Um, and I am going to say I think that the Steps version is better than the Benny and Bjorn version. Oh, controversial. Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> Again, uh, like Madonna, I think, you know, ABBA is in everybody's soundtrack to their life. Um, and to have that kind of approved by Benny and Bjorn, you know, they agreed that we could do the track. We've had a, an affiliation with ABBA over the years. Um, Claire and I, um, when we left Steps, we recorded a solo album together. And mm -hmm. uh, Benny and Bjorn rewrote some of the lyrics for us uh, to Another You, Another Me. And that was one of my favourite songs from the album. And yeah, obviously we did ABBA covers over the years. We have this comparison to ABBA. So yeah, so we yeah we compared quite a lot. You won't remember this. I'm sure you won't remember this. But I interviewed you and Claire when you brought that album out. And I, I just remember being in, in BBC Television Centre, sat in a cupboard with a, a phone and, and interviewing you. And here I am, 15, 20 years later, sat in a cupboard interviewing you. <laughs> But actually not too far away because you're down the road from me because I know you live uh, by the coast and I live uh, in uh, near Cardiff as well. Well, we can talk about that because I really want to ask about how Madonna's affected your life. And uh, you've got a family now and I'm sure they'll come up. But can you cast your mind back to when you first saw Madonna and, and what your first impressions of her were? Was it love at first sight or, or you know, were you not sure? What was the first song? I mean... When I was growing up, my earliest memories of Madonna were that she was this kind of ethereal creature, this beautiful kind of icon that everybody was talking about. Um, I always had the Smash It editions every month. 
and I used to uh, cut up the song words and plaster my bedroom walls with the song. And that's what you used to do to learn lyrics. You know, you didn't have internet. I, you didn't have very much uh, at your disposal. So um, I always remember next to my pillow, I had the La Isla Bonita song words from Schmashitz and I, I adored it. So that was kind of my first uh, early memories of, of Madonna. Oh, and of course, that beautiful video where she's got the red dress on and, you know, going through the streets, etc. Did you sort of like try and act that out in your uh, spare time? <laughs> I, know, I don't know about reenacting that, but I remember, I mean, in, in school, um, what I did, I started uh, a school magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, where's this going? <laughs> but it was all based on Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was just it was ridiculous you know like a nine-year-old fun facts like um horoscope madonna's horoscope and what would madonna eat of a day and you know style section madonna you, know? <laughs> you said to me you weren't sure that you were a big enough madonna fan but i mean come on <laughs> i mean i knew at uh, I, I guess a very young age that I was different to other kids, um, mm-hmm. aka I, I was uh, a young gay boy. Um, mm-hmm. And Madonna was just that safe place. You know, it was my escapism. And I guess looking back on it, um, it was, you know, everything was confirmed. <laughs> and, and you know, to this day, a massive LGBTQ plus icon and um, ally. Yeah, I just think she's absolutely incredible. Well, because she was very pro-gay and open to gay uh, people um, throughout her career, but, you know, particularly around that time, probably when you weren't even quite sure yourself what your sexuality was, but were you aware of what she was saying about gay people? Yeah, I mean, Madonna, I mean, what I loved about Madonna was that she used her platform to educate and, um, you know, and was an incredible ally for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and I probably <laughs> um, <laughs> learned more from her uh, uh with regards to sex education than I did in school, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> no, I love that the, the work that she did for AIDS benefits and fundraisers. And, and I remember, actually, um, when I bought the Like a Prayer album, do you remember the little insert card mm-hmm. that she had? And, and it, sh- it um, gave you facts about AIDS. And if yeah. I remember, but didn't it say AIDS is no party? Something like that? Something like that, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, that was, I mean, I love that she used her platform to educate and celebrate as well. So, have you had any close encounters with Madonna over the years? I've been in the, in the vicinity of her, but I've never actually, you know, been so close to her face to face. Many, many moons ago, we used to frequent the Top of the Pop studios. <laughs> almost on a monthly basis and we were there either pre-recording or doing extra performances and current performances and then the time finally came uh, Madonna was was in the building and <laughs> as you can imagine the security was tight uh, the set was closed um, you couldn't get in or out um, but I had become uh, friends with one of her PAs at Maverick mm-hmm. and I met her manager uh, a few times and um <laughs> I, using my uh, cheeky Welsh charm, <laughs> basically <laughs> flagged my way into the studio. And I was probably one of the only ones in the studio, apart from the crew, that got to watch her do... Um, she did Don't Tell Me. Um, mm-hmm. It was that it was the music era. Yeah. And you could tell, you know, the, the second that she walked on set that something great was about to happen. There was just this... Mm-hmm air about it every you knew that everybody had to step up their game and she meant total business and just watching her rehearse and i I don't imagine many people get to see this side of her um 
I just remember, see, I was just in total awe. Um, she was in total control of the whole situation. She knew where her cameras were, at what points in the song. You know, she, I mean, I learned a lot from her just watching that performance. Um, she did the performance a couple of times because she wasn't happy. And that's what you do as a performer. But I remember her uh, asking for the monitor to be placed right by the camera, center stage, so she could actually see what she was doing and uh, if she was happy or not with the performance. And that's actually something I do today. Uh, so whenever we're performing, I ask for the monitor to be next to the camera. Um, and yeah, so, so you just know when you're performing your best, are you hitting your cameras? Are you hitting your lyrics? So yeah, I learned a lot from that day with her. And I heard somewhere along the line that you might have got a signed CD from her that day. I did! <laughs> <laughs> because I said, yeah, I, I made friends with her PA and her manager and nobody was getting anywhere near her that day because you could imagine the request. Um, but I did ask if I could get a signed CD, uh, which I still have. And I still haven't framed. I must, must frame this. And it <laughs> says, UH, love Madonna. But the message back was, the condition was, uh, she wanted a step CD signed to Lourdes. <laughs> wow. So yeah, wow. so I, I sent one and the rest of the band uh, signed a Step CD and sent it back to Madge. Crazy, right? Crazy that she even know Steps existed. But she, she's, you know, she's very up on pop music and stuff. I bet, I bet she still listens to it today. Each of her children, it gets passed down like an heirloom. We've been in the building a lot of times with um, Madonna. Um, we did a lot of recording uh, at Olympic Studios in Barnes. Mm -hmm. And I used to live literally around the corner from the studios. So I could just walk to work. And um, one of our songwriters, a guy called Andrew Frampton, um, he wrote a load of songs on our, f our first couple of albums. Um, he had a, a studio there, so he was resident there. And I remember one uh, day I was chatting to uh, so Kathy Dennis, who's mm -hmm. a, who a pop star and now has written incredible hits across the world for Britney, uh, Richard Stevens. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I was having lunch with her and there were kids there and they were playing ball. So then Kathy and I just ended up kind of kicking the ball around playing. And we didn't realise it afterwards, or I didn't realise, but it was actually uh, Lourdes. So we were playing <laughs> ball with Lourdes. Beautiful little girl playing while mum was working next door. And, and Madonna was in the studio next door to us for oh, a week or so. Um, but wow. we never saw her. But yeah, so she was recording and mixing and, and we, we, we were recording at the same time as well. So yeah, they are my little Madonna encounters, but sadly not face to face. It's funny because um, I joined Top of the Pops. I worked for Top of the Pops and I joined the week after that performance. So I got to miss out on it. But I did ask my colleagues, what was she like? Was she a diva? Um, and they said, no, not as far as we were. They sort of agreed with what you said. But um, do you remember going back to that building? Because it was where they also, was the, where they also shoot EastEnders um, and Holby City. And there was that long corridor that you had to walk through on the way to the studios. Oh, gosh. I mean, I've spent many, many days just you know, hanging out in that, uh, literally sitting on the floor with Robbie and the Spice Girls and Bewitched and S Club. And it was literally like, you know, a pop common room. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, the... the uh, dressing rooms at um, at the studios are not very glamorous. No, um, yes, no. they're little boxes, as you know. I mean, you, you you've worked there. Um, you yeah. literally come down a little flight of stairs, and this this big, massive uh, corridor with a line in the walls with all of the EastEnders cast and kind mm -hmm. of iconic um, performances from the top of the pop studio. 
and it's not glamorous at all, is it? It's this kind of no. brown sticky carpet, and then you open the doors, and then you're literally into the studios. But I guess because I had blagged my way into the studio, that's why I was allowed to stay. <laughs> and <laughs> it was one of the best times because I got to see Madonna up close and personal and she wasn't a diva she was just a total professional she knew exactly what she wanted knew exactly what she was doing bish bash bosh in and out so talking of madonna's music then um i mean she's known for you know pop songs dance songs and ballads and i think a lot of her ballads are some of the most beautiful songs ever is there a madonna ballad that sticks out to you you know something that's perhaps got an emotional tie to your life or anything oh my goodness there are so many incredible madonna uh, songs especially i mean i love her work from her earlier albums i mean like mm-hmm. I, I said earlier um la is la bonita just for my first uh, memory of madonna mm-hmm. um, crazy for you uh just yeah. uh, reminds me of uh hiding in this to- in this in the school toilets because nobody would pick me to dance at the disco <laughs> oh no <laughs> yes get your violins out <laughs> Probably, probably be different now, H. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we've um, seen you dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, yes, um, but the, the most iconic ones for me, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I can pick one, but Secret. Um, yeah. I, I love the video to that. It's just so simple and stripped back. Um, beautiful in black and white in the New York streets. Um I think, uh, you know, at this time she was known for her massive disco pop records, but this was just a complete departure and I, I just adore this song. Yeah. Um, take a bow, another one. Uh, oh, this, this for me is just one of her ultimate ballads. Um, all about uh, unrequited love and just saying goodbye. I just thought the video was just beautiful. Um, yeah. And I replayed and replayed her live performances of, of Babyface of this one. And I love the strings and the orchestra on it. Oh, it was it's just just classic. But I mean, she's also known for her sort of like party hits as well. If you were going to hold a party and you wanted to get people on the dance floor, which Madonna song? Oh, and, see, and, and we're spoiled for choice, aren't we? Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I, my go-to, um, and it's the song that always gets me up, and it's such a feel-good pop song, and Madonna at her best. Open your heart. Oh, I, yeah. oh my goodness! Uh, don't try to run. I can keep up with you. Oh, it's uh, it's always on my playlist, uh, and I was totally jealous of that little Felix, that little run. <laughs> <laughs> this for me totally stands the test of time. It's just one of my all-time favorite uh, Madonna, and of course the video paid homage to Cabaret and Liza Minnelli. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. one of my favorite. I think it also is, it hasn't really dated because it hasn't got that typical 80s sound. It's got the big live drums and the guitar, and I think it still sounds really fresh today. Totally. Um, I think it, if you can, re- when you revisit a lot of Madonna's back catalogue, even the early stuff, it kind of, it's, it doesn't sound dated because it could almost be considered retro. So And people are yeah. trying to recreate that tinny kind of um, s- simplistic sound these days. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of an artist that I can compare it to. You know, like Christina and the Queens, you know, that very, yeah. you know, basic um, performance. And Madonna does that so beautifully. I think that's part of the secret. I think Madonna made things seem simple and effortless. And so everybody thought it was really easy, but nobody has been able to come close to what she did at all. Yeah, I think most of her back catalogue, they all stand the, stand the test of time. I, I just think she's got an incredible back catalogue. Yeah, it's just awesome. So... 
Obviously, Steps covered a, a number of records, the, the greats like Bee Gees and, and ABBA and Bananarama even. Um, <laughs> if you were to have covered a uh, Madonna song, what Madonna song do you think Steps could have covered best? Oh, I, do you know, I, I think people don't cover Madonna songs because only Madonna does Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I guess I wouldn't go for an up-tempo because that, yeah, I think you're setting yourself up for a fall there. Yeah. I guess what I would love us to do, I mean, one of my favourite ballads, again, is maybe, no, I'm going to say it. Um, I would love us to cover Rain. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just think lyrically it's just beautiful. And, you know, it, it was such a romantic moment on that album that, that she released. Um, I love the video, just completely stripped back and, you know, Madonna just serving face, face. Uh, no dance routine, just complete beauty. I was going to say, would you be having a fight with, you know, Claire over who's going to do each verse? The great thing about Madonna's voice is actually she's got a, a great, a huge range. She can actually go really low and super high. So that's what lends itself to a boy girl vocal. So, yeah, so we wouldn't have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you sing Madonna songs when you're in the shower or in the car or...? Oh, well, do you know, in preparation for my um, chat with you today, I have been blasting out the greatest hits, um, and I've got I've got a playlist on my Spotify. Yeah, of course I do, absolutely. <laughs> what about karaoke? Would you would you do a Madonna song at karaoke? I'm not great at karaoke. I, I actually get shy at karaoke. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's it's different when you're working. Uh, and you're on a stage uh, because you're there to do your thing. But when you're mm -hmm. trying to impersonate somebody else, then absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose people have expectations on you as well. It's a bit like when people meet comedians, they want them to be funny. So if they see you doing karaoke, they think, oh, this is going to be amazing. And you feel feel all the pressure. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Madonna, actually, Claire loves karaoke, Claire and Steps. Um, she does Madonna mm -hmm. songs. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I would stay well away from that. <laughs> So I was really pleased and really touched uh, to find out that you've been listening to the podcast and you're a big fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you learned what, what have you learned about Madonna as a songwriter and, and, and performer that perhaps you didn't know before? Well, I, I stumbled across it because obviously um, we're in lockdown and mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> well, I've been looking after my children, which, uh, which has been um, a roller coaster ride. But just mm -hmm. for sanity, I've been trying to find things that you know are kind of easy for me to do at home, and I stumbled across it because. Uh, you interviewed um, a friend of mine called Rod Thomas. Mm -hmm. And I do a weekly radio show on uh, Radio Wales, and he is my regular guest. And he was chatting to you because, obviously, he adores Madonna. So that's how mm -hmm. I stumbled upon, it, upon your uh, podcast. And then I started to delve into the music and the, uh, you know, the, the stories behind the songs. I loved the uh, episode you did with, is it Donna? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that episode. And... I remember many years ago, um, so our PA in Steps, uh, he, he was a massive Madonna fan and uh, he was friendly with Nikki and, and Donna. And I actually went mm -hmm. backstage and I, and I said hello to Nikki and Madonna. That was the, the Drowned World Tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, in London. And yeah, so we, I got to go backstage and, and say hello. And uh, yeah, they were lovely. And that, you know, that show for me, um, oh, it was... I guess you you saw that too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, several times. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, off that album, I like, you know one of my favourites is "Substitute for Love." Just oh, just knocked it at the park. Just beautiful. But the section of the show where she did the whole uh, Crouching Tiger, you know, martial arts section. Yes. And, 
into Frozen. That was one of the best um, pieces I've ever seen in a concert. It was physically and vocally, that was just so demanding and she just, oh, she just blew me away. Because you know what it's like to be on a stage and have to do a dance routine and have to sing. It's it's really tough, yes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, without doing a triple back somersault and getting your samurai <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what I love, what I loved about all of Madonna's shows, she's such a pop chameleon, and she's and it's so exciting to see what she does next, you know. And really, there's only one other artist I can think of that does what she does and excites me, and that's Gaga. And obviously, Gaga mm-hmm. massive influence and can absolutely pay uh, tribute to Madonna because she was the original chameleon. And you know, I, I remember one of my favourite parts of that show, that was a drone world tour, um, and it, it's just, it was actually uh, clearly a costume change moment, but mm-hmm. I remember all the screens came down and these massive kind of cocoons came down from descending from the ceiling and they were, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of burst open and contained uh, aerial artists. And it was, I think it was Paradise Lost or Paradise Not For Me. Paradise Not For Yeah. Yeah, Paradise Lost is a step song. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so beautiful and creative. That for me was the standout moment, that whole section. I just loved it. I mean, Madonna's obviously very popular, very successful, very well loved, but there's a lot of people that just don't get her. And and, and why do you think that is? Because she's very clever, very creative. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. I think she doesn't get the respect that she deserves as a songwriter because she was heavily, um, um, in, she heavily influenced everything that she did. But maybe mm-hmm. because she used um, sex and her body mm-hmm. and her sexuality to promote her work, maybe that's why she doesn't get uh, get the credit and respect that she uh, deserves. Gaga as well, but times have completely and utterly changed. You know, you can now use... But then again, Madonna was using her platform, like I said earlier, to educate and celebrate um, mm-hmm. and Madonna laid all of the foundations down for all of these artists today to do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, she, she erased so many inc- uh, t- uh, millions and millions uh, of pounds for HIV uh, research and AIDS. Um, mm-hmm. And we are indebted to her for that because she, you know, she battled stigmas and she broke all of the rules and was just a total trailblazer. And we have just so much to thank her for. Have you seen uh, any other tools or is it just the Drown World tool? You know, just that one actually. Um, just I was because um, <laughs> I lived uh, in the Rhondda in the South Wales yeah. in South Wales, and um, I didn't really get out much. And uh, when I got out, I was just constantly working. But then I did manage to get uh, see the Drown World Tour in London. But I'd love to have seen more. Do you? Because um, you've got children. Do you play Madonna for them? N- uh, no, because they they're into Paw Patrol. <laughs> What? <laughs> you, you're not doing your job as a father properly at all, H. I know, I'm sorry, on. I should be brainwashing them with, with Latin Lebanon, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I don't. You know, I don't have any kind of uh, playlist on, on my um, on the, on Spotify for my kids. No, we, we, they just watch Paw Patrol. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> me. Love Pete's Dragon. So, no, not not a Madonna fan yet. Sorry about that. Oh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of time yet. I'm Good, sure of it. I mean... The Confessions album's a good one. I mean, they love dancing. Yeah. So I, I, that one, I mean, I, years ago, I, I used to listen to that on repeat. And actually, we based 
um, our last album, Party on the Dance Floor, on uh, Confessions because it was just one continuous a pop banger, up tempo after another, and I love that album. Wow, I do. Scared of the Dark is one of my favourite step songs. Absolutely yeah. brilliant, and um, yeah, I can hear it. it's it's quite quite Confessionsy actually that one. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean that step song for me um, sits right up there with our back catalogue. Um, yeah, I like completely. I love great pop music. I'm such a pop fiend, and if I wasn't in Steps, I would have loved Steps music. And to come back with that track um, after you know years and years, um, I think you know we, we hit it out the park. If I do, oh say no, so. I completely agree. What I like about that song is it sounded modern and yet retro, which is my favourite type of music. Really, I, I absolutely, you got it there. Completely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Box ticked. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want from Madonna next? Because she's making the movie of her life. She may do more music. What would you like to see her do? I mean, my sexual awakening was watching In Bed with Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, deep down, I knew I was different. Um, but, that, you know, this film just confirmed everything to me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a hard one, isn't it? And if Madonna has creative control, she's going to tell everything from her perspective. Um mm-hmm. It's a really tough one. I mean, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see who she's going to get to play mm-hmm. herself. Who do you think? I don't know, because I know a lot of fans are very obsessed with it being somebody that looks like Madonna. Um, and obviously that's important. But I watched a sort of docudrama the other day, which was which was good. And the girl, girl did look like Madonna, but um, I mean, she couldn't really act. Um, uh, then again, neither can Madonna. But um, <laughs> no, I mean... I mean <laughs> Um, but um, I mean she couldn't really act and I, and I think the most important thing I mean you've seen probably Bohemian Rhapsody or, or Rocketman the acting is the most important thing much more than looking like that person yeah totally I mean um, you can compare it to I'm, sh- I'm sure you've seen uh, Judy with Renée Zellweger oh of course yeah, yeah. yeah and she wasn't uh, doing an impersonation she was just telling the truth uh, through, the, through yeah. the, uh, the script and the songs and she did say that I don't want this to be uh, karaoke you know she wants to tell the truth and that oh my goodness I bawled my eyes out in the theatre to that it's amazing but then again Madonna has been so much about the visual side of it and how she looks and stuff um, well we'll see um, and I'm not worried about the the fact that she's in control of the story because if somebody writes their own biography nobody feels that they're not getting the truth I want I never got to see it um, but one of my favourite uh, shows that I saw was uh, the Girly Show, on, and I wore this yes. DVD. Oh my goodness, I wore this uh, this uh, VHS tape out. Um, I want <laughs> the, the opening of Madonna's uh, film to start with a pole. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that just incredible? That you know that pole yeah. dancer slithering down the pole with those ruffled curtains behind her, and then Madonna just appears, you know, as Dita with a whip. <laughs> Well, do you know what? The Girlie show gets overlooked because obviously Blonde Ambition was was iconic and we had the movie that came out with it. But I think the Girlie show is a step above the the Blonde Ambition. It's really, really strong. It was a more intimate experience, totally stripped back. You know, yes, it had bells and whistles, but nowhere near um, what Blonde Blonde Ambition had. Um, Mm -hmm. Yet it was just a more uh, personal experience. But, you know, one of the iconic moments for me is when she, you know, she came down on the giant glitter balls for, it was express yourself, oh, right? Love yes. that. So, yes. so cute. <laughs> That's something I can see steps doing, definitely. 
you, and we've, you know, we've talked about it a lot. But you know, but when Madonna does it, you can't really copy Madonna, can you? She's done it. Box tick. <laughs> You'll end up in all sorts of trouble with the fans if you start doing that. <laughs> do, do you do you think? I mean, she's never going to be the kind of artist that does a residency at Vegas, is she? She's not going to do an Abbey Road style album of greatest hits. I think the closest we've come to that is the Madame X uh, theatre experience, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't mm-hmm. get to see. Um, I don't think she's that kind of artist. She really doesn't need to. Then again, most of the artists that do Vegas really don't need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I totally respect her humanitarian work and her uh, role as a mum. You know, she's she's an incredible working parent. Um, mm. So a lot of the interviews she does, she talks about you know her passion and her love for her children. And she has so many young children in her life. I don't think she would... Uh, take the time out of their lives to do a residency. I really don't. So, in the film of your life, Ian H. Watkins, the movie, <laughs> end, end song, as the title's going up, is a Madonna song. Which Madonna song would that be? Oh, take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, there are so many. Uh, depends on how the movie ends. Um, <laughs> yeah, Take a Bow is a good one. Yeah, you can play me out with that song. <laughs> Definitely. Listen, listen, I'm right. Okay, when when this is all over and we're able to meet up again, you, me, Golden Cross in Cardiff, we're going to go, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be your wingman. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we can blast Madonna and party the night away. Because if they're not interested in Madonna, then I'm sorry, they're not going near you, H. Your name's not coming down, you're not coming in, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been really, really wonderful speaking to you. And, and thank you for, for all the nice things you've said about the podcast as well. You're very, very welcome. Honestly, I was so excited for this. And yeah, thank you so, so much. And I, and I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be fab. What a lovely man. I really, really enjoyed talking to H about Madonna. I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you want to hear more and you're a patron, then you get to hear me test H's knowledge on Madonna in a special feature called Quizzical Attraction. Go to patron.podbean.com forward slash inside the groove to become a patron and hear just how well, or maybe not so well, H does. In the meantime, the next episode is yet another interview. Quite different this one. This is with The Honest Vocal Coach. You may be aware of Georgina and the fantastic work on her YouTube channel where she analyses great singers and not-so-great singers. And she's a huge Madonna fan. And I've pulled out from the archives dry vocal takes across the years. And I've asked Georgina to analyse them. It's fascinating. I can't wait for you to hear it. And there are more interviews and more goodies coming up as we approach Inside the Groove's first year anniversary. Until next time, stay safe.